Through the many memes, and even a reference in a recent Beyonce verse, people's familiarity with the platform OnlyFans is rapidly growing, whether they want to admit it or not. Porn performers, and ordinary citizens alike, are capitalizing on the platform's offering of making an income through explicit content that you put behind a paywall. While you may giggle at the topic, the success of OnlyFans has huge implications for the future of the influencer industry and the methods by which creators choose to monetize. All of this and more will be explored today on Tube Circuit. I'm Dylan Harari. In 1995, a 27-year-old stripper named Danny Ash moved from Seattle to LA in order to pose for dirty magazines and softcore porn. Like many strippers turned porn actresses in the notoriously exploitative industry, she was lured in by the promise of making big bucks and living the high life, but wasn't informed that these success stories only occurred for the top 1% of performers, an LA story as old as time. But stripper Danny Ash had made the move, and of course, she wasn't being granted the lucrative opportunities she was hoping for. Danny realized that twiddling her thumbs while waiting for a studio to call her only made sense for how the industry existed in the 80s with VHS distribution. But this was 1995, and there's a new thing called the internet. Danny Ash had a light bulb idea. Why should I rely on studios? when I have all the resources to create my own personal brand and following. 27-year-old Danny went on a vacation with a book on HTML coding. By the time she was back in LA, she had all she needed to create her own personal website around her brand, danny.com. Upon launch, the site crashed her ISP's servers due to an overload of requests. Fast forward five years to 2000, and the Guinness Book of World Records gives Danny the title of the most downloaded woman on the internet, with over 1 billion image downloads. By 2001, she had earned $6.5 million in profit. 20 years later, here we are, quarantined in 2020, and there are now more Danny Ashes than I could possibly list, who've established fame and fortune through their personal brands on OnlyFans. OnlyFans is a platform that allows you to create personalized content behind a paywall. For a set fee that you establish, fans of yours can subscribe to exclusive content that you put out. Rates, say, could be $5 a month or $50 a month, and countless creators on the platform are making six figures a year distributing their exclusive content to their loyal followers. While OnlyFans brands itself as a platform that allows for exclusive content to be released by chefs, comedians, health and wellness experts, and everything in between, you probably know of OnlyFans because of that <clears throat> in-between. With the exception of content that is illegal to distribute, OnlyFans is fairly permissive with what you can post on their platform. A tongue-in-cheek way of telling people, Hey, if you want to monetize off of dirty photos and videos, fan interactions, you know that this is the avenue. Clearly, the story of Seattle stripper turned business mogul Danny Ash foreshadowed this entrepreneurial trend we're seeing with porn today. 
that being porn entrepreneurs or porntrepreneurs taking their influence and brand into their own hands, not relying on casting agents, big studios, Hollywood politics to dictate their careers, rather using the resources at their disposal to create, market, and distribute their content. They are controlling the fate of their career. But Danny's story of successfully using recently introduced technologies to immense success is not a one-off. This is what the porn industry is known for. Media, the internet, the entertainment industry, and so much more has been led by the decisions of porn industry innovators. Few industries hold more responsibility for shaping media quite like porn. Throughout the past century plus, the industry has taken every opportunity to utilize emerging technology, allowing this tech to be popularized for all other industries to adopt. Now, does the porn industry have a crystal ball that tells them where to invest their time and resources? Of course not. In reality, it's the deep desire that people have for porn that allows these investments to be profitable. If the industry invests in new tech that enhances the experience for consumers, that audience will pony up and pay. Think about it. Simply saying that new tech is better won't always be enough for people to change their consumption habits. Just ask anyone who still uses Safari instead of Google Chrome. But biology is wired in such a way that the allure of a better porn viewing experience for consumers will mean that they have an increased willingness to experiment with new tech. This allows said tech to quickly become popularized. In the 1970s, there was a war emerging over the future of video distribution. This was called the Videotape Format War, and it was against VHS and Sony Betamax. One would be the future of video distribution, and the other would be remembered as a relic of past tech. As many of you have never heard of the Sony Betamax, you are correct to assume that VHS won this war. Well, how? Sony's Betamax allowed for higher quality recordings, but they could only hold 60 minutes worth of footage. In addition, Sony was vocal about not wanting their creation to be used for porn. They weren't looking to accommodate the needs of the industry. Conversely, VHS did not have these scruples. VHS could hold three hours of footage. This means two hours more than the Betamax could hold worth of quote-unquote content, which makes it the videotape format preference of the porn industry. By the end of the 1970s, porn accounted for over half of VHS sales in the United States. VHS was victorious over the Betamax, meaning in an alternate universe without pornography, your childhood Disney films and clunky copy of Rugrats in Paris could have been on a Sony Betamax instead of a VHS machine. Thank you, porn. Sony had to learn the hard way that you can't resist the power and influence of the porn industry. Instead, it's better to accommodate the needs of the early tech adopters who will be responsible for popularizing some tech over others. So fast forward a few decades, as well as a few innovations, to the battle for which video service would follow the DVD. Is it gonna be Sony Blu-ray or the HD DVD? With the reputation of the name, you would think that this would be an easy win for the HD DVD. In reality, 
This was the redemption story for Sony. Learning from their mistake, they ensured that the Blu-ray would be able to hold more footage than the HD DVD. The HD DVD had marginally higher quality, but that was secondary for the porn industry. As we discussed, they wanted more of that quote-unquote content. This allowed for Blu-ray to reign supreme, and it was smart to cater to the needs of the porn industry. Ron Wagner, the director of IT operations at E! Entertainment, said that the company chose Blu-ray to support their content because they learned early on that the porn industry was favoring it. But the most obvious examples of porn forever altering tech is seen through looking at the history of the internet. While many of these innovations may have been inevitable, the earliest adopters in those who proved certain methods to be unbelievably successful was, of course, the porn industry. A 1997 Wall Street Journal article discussed how porn websites were experimenting with innovations that were labeled as revolutionary. These included pop-up advertisements, upselling existing users to pricier subscription tiers, implementing secure credit card transaction processes, and live video formats for their sites. This 23-year-old article wrote, quote, Internet pornographers deploy savvy tactics that mainstream sites would do well to imitate. All of these are now staples of our online viewing experience, from the annoying with invasive advertisements to the convenient with safe credit card transactions. But it doesn't end there. Streaming video was popularized by porn in the 90s, and the industry played a huge role in shaping e-commerce and building businesses online. Early social media such as AOL gained traction thanks to it offering a private chat room. It goes without saying that without porn, our day-to-day -day digital habits, e-commerce, and as a result, much of the world economy would be structured differently. Porn has a major influence in the success of emerging tech. But the porn industry itself faced a major disruption with the advent of tube sites. That allowed for YouTube-style viewing of mass pirated pornography. These would be sites that I am sure you have never heard of before, such as one that I, I believe is called uh, por Pornhub. I might be uh, pronouncing that wrong, but if you remember, the music industry had to fight piracy that was brought on by the internet as well. But people openly discuss their interest in music, which made it easy for that industry to leverage their political connections in order to crack down on piracy. Porn, however, did not have this advantage. No politician was going to stake their career on being a voice for the porn industry, even if the piracy violations were just as egregious. 2008, 2009, 2010, many of the top porn studios began to shut down. The industry was losing around $2 billion a year to piracy, and with the internet providing easy access to porn, DVD sales plummeted. Suddenly, already underpaid performers had to find ways to supplement their income. This meant finding creative ways to monetize off of their fan base beyond a reliance on the big studios. This is where live streaming, private one-on-ones, custom at-home videos, and maybe even merch all comes into play. And all of this, of course, allows a platform like OnlyFans to thrive. So much so that upon quarantine in the US, the company had to cut their referral bonuses program. But let's backtrack. 
OnlyFans was started in 2016 by Tom Stokely, but only recently reached significant prominence. In recent years, many notable platforms have made steps to remove porn from their platforms. In 2018, Tumblr removed explicit images from their site. Worth noting that Tumblr's removal of explicit images led to a 28% drop in global traffic. Hmm. In addition, Twitter and Patreon are now treating explicit content on their platforms with much more scrutiny. At the end of the day, they see it as not great for their brands. Only fans realize that they had an opportunity to make this content widely available, but behind a paywall, making it both distributable and profitable for the creators. And you're not limited to photos and videos. The platform allows you to have paid-for conversations with your fans, have them make requests for custom content, allows them to tip you during live streams, and more. The site takes a 20% cut of the earnings, while 80% goes to the creator. OnlyFans now has 450,000 content creators and over 30 million registered users. As you can imagine, the numbers for both content creators and registered users have proliferated since quarantine. Since March 1st, there have been over 3.5 million new users to OnlyFans. They are getting 7,000 to 8,000 new creators on the platform a day. This is a 75% increase from what the company is used to. As of May 2020, the total earnings of the 450,000 creators on the platform has reached $725 million. But this new creator base is coming from out-of-work porn performers and ordinary citizens alike. For porn performers, the already rocky industry has reached new levels of instability since the COVID-19 outbreak. Performers have to take COVID tests, remain quarantined for 24 hours before the shoot, not use rideshare such as Uber, and many other hassles that make it more work than what it's worth. This, of course, makes it an easier sell for them to jump on their phones in the comfort of their own homes and record their exclusive content right there and then on a platform like OnlyFans. Furthermore, many prominent porn celebrities say that they don't plan on returning to the industry. OnlyFans allows them to be in control of their content, revenue, production, fan engagement, and more. If you're a veteran of the industry, you probably know how to run your business without the studios. This is a compelling sell, especially when you consider that porn stars are not in control of their influence when they're solely reliant on being cast in films. And these studios are not known for being so equitable. Mia Khalifa, one of the most famous porn actresses in the world, has over 780 million views from the 12 videos she made in her brief three-month porn stint. She made $12,000 from all of this. Again, from 780 million views, twice the US population. No royalties, no control of the distribution, nothing except $12,000. And yes, while leaks happen on sites like OnlyFans, creators do have a sense of control that's completely unique in this industry. But for ordinary people, it's been a different road to winding up on a platform where people pay to see a more revealing side of yourself. 
the rapid influx of content creators on OnlyFans is absolutely not solely coming from famous performers taking their brand into their own hands. In reality, it's mostly being led by ordinary people. One of my favorite questions to ask female friends is about the funniest or most absurd direct messages they've received from people on social media. Invariably, regardless of their follower count, girls have stories ranging from, hey, you cute, to I will pay you to send me photos of your feet. Of the over 30 million people who've lost their jobs since March, some are seeing that they have an opportunity to profit through posting explicit content. There are more stories than I could possibly count of laid off baristas, mechanics, dog walkers, and everything in between going to OnlyFans for income. And in almost every single article I found, and there are a lot, these individuals are reporting that they're making as much money, if not more, from when they were steadily employed. And this is extending past OnlyFans. A similar company, Is My Girl, says new model signups are up 300%. The company estimates that two-thirds of those are from people who have been subject to recent layoffs or furloughs. But you are mistaken if you think that becoming a popular influencer on OnlyFans is nothing more than snapping a few dirty photos and calling it a day. After all, they are dubbed porntrepreneurs for a reason. They are small business owners who are responsible for producing, distributing, and marketing their content. You do not create a profile and immediately see the dough rolling in. Consider the rapid influx of creators coming to the platform. That's going to mean increased competition. For creators, beyond needing to overserve the needs of their OnlyFans audience, many of them are also managing accounts from multiple platforms. In the same way that YouTubers work to build their influence on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and more, porntrepreneurs are using OnlyFans for their day-to-day -day content and custom fan requests, utilizing services like ManyVids to sell and distribute longer videos, and using sites like FanCentro that allow them to create and manage a premium Snapchat account. This results in full-time porntrepreneurs working around the clock like any other small business owner. In order to succeed, you need to have a strong business sense. OnlyFans CEO Timothy Stokely has said that Uber is a bolt on your car just as OnlyFans is a bolt on your existing social media. Is that the future we're headed towards? At the very least, that's what the company wants to normalize. LinkedIn acts as your professional personality. Facebook acts as the personality you want your aunt and former high school teachers to see. Instagram gives a bit more of a personal peek into your day-to-day, -day, and Snapchat allows you to be a little bit more raunchy. OnlyFans wants to add a new personality to the mix, one that's so private and personal that it can only be accessed through a subscription. That is the goal they've been working towards. Well, it should come as no surprise that thousands of Instagram influencers have joined the platform. The company has also been trying to court more mainstream talent. YouTube beauty vlogger James Charles says that they presented him with a very lucrative offer to join the site, which he ultimately passed on. But that doesn't mean that others haven't capitalized on the opportunity. YouTube vlogger slash modern day Paris Hilton Tana Mojo 
has joined the platform and quickly become a top creator. Similarly, reality star Black China has joined, uh, a few former Bachelor contestants, a professional racing driver out of Australia, and much more. Well, all of the creators I just listed are using the platform to distribute explicit photos and videos, this actually isn't the future that OnlyFans CEO Tim Stokely is hoping for. While the company will remain liberal in what they allow creators to post, they hope for this to become the hub for all exclusive content made by influencers, behind-the-scenes videos, Q&As, private live streams, and more, none of which needs to be explicit. Anyone who uses YouTube frequently knows that Patreon, a platform for fans to support their creators with monthly subscriptions, allowing them to get exclusive content and perks in return, has been doing this successfully for years. However, their platform is intended for YouTubers and podcasters to provide extra content to an audience that will pay money to support them. They've been working to crack down on creators who get more explicit with their content and dissuade those type of creators from joining their platform at all. OnlyFans is taking a different approach. Start with a platform that will primarily be used for personalized porn and then transition it into a platform for exclusive content. They've already made some headway on this goal. Rapper Na-T-N-A-T-E-E, -E, a fantastic alternate spelling of Naughty, uses her OnlyFans account in order to give advice to her fans on breaking into the industry and also does freestyle live streams with her fans. She is in the top 10% of creators. However, it's going to take time for OnlyFans to separate themselves from the identity they've created as the go-to hub for exclusive personalized porn. The company today tweeted that a magician named Magic Neil will be a creator on the platform where he'll be offering magic tips and tricks. The top comment to the tweet, written by an OnlyFans creator, says, quote, Who is on OnlyFans for anything other than porn? LOL. It's not to say that this isn't possible. After YouTube recently started becoming much more strict with the content on their platform, giving strikes to creators left and right who made content that was somewhat edgy, there was a mass movement by the community imploring Pornhub to create their own YouTube-like platform for them to post on. OnlyFans is a fairly open, permissive platform. Contrast this to the social media giants like Twitter that are constantly updating their community rules, causing more and more bans. The safety of building a following on OnlyFans could become more compelling for creators. Porn will always play a pivotal role in dictating the future for media and tech, and there are more than a few takeaways from the growth and success of OnlyFans. For one, it speaks to something that Twitch has recently concretely proven with their viewership growing to 5 billion hours watched between April and June. People want personalization. Audiences want a raw, authentic, personalized experience with the creators that they love. Heavily produced content featuring influencers will always play some level of importance, but consumers have an increased care for a more individualized relationship with their creator. Authenticity is key. Through live streaming, personalized photos and videos, Q&As, audience requests being fulfilled, this is how to keep a captive audience. Influencers in 2020 
gain more from a creator fan experience that feels more similar to a one-on-one -on -one interaction. In addition, OnlyFans speaks to a future that those in influencer marketing have long seen coming. The future of celebrity is creators taking their own personal brands into their own hands. Big studios, casting agents, multiple producers, all for projects that feature an influencer are holding less and less importance. Fans don't want to see their favorite influencer reading a script. Even if they do, it's a novelty that wears off pretty quickly. Audiences want a true, authentic experience with their influencer. They want to feel like they know each other, like there's a personal relationship that exists. They want a glimpse into the creator's life. Creators are realizing that their best avenue for monetizing their influence and growing their fan base is in creating content independently. And the platforms that allow them to do this are the ones that will thrive. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tube Circuit Exploring Digital Media.